Hello folks, this is Pastor John, just reading the Word. Father, I thank you for the Word. I ask you, Lord Jesus, that you will make the Word alive to us through your Holy Spirit, that we will find application to our own lives, to our own walk through your Word, that, Father, this is a time for individual, for individual inventory. This is time for each one to hear what the Word of God says and to apply it to our lives. And for that, Lord, I thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Matthew chapter 26. Jesus had just ridden very hard on the Pharisees, Sadducees, the teachers of religious law regarding the parable of the bridesmaids directed at them, the three servants directed at them, the final judgment. Uh, Jesus has really laid out uh, a line in the sand, if you will, in chapter 25. And in chapter 26, verse number one, it says, when Jesus had finished saying all these things, he said to his disciples, as you know, Passover begins in two days and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. So, just prior to this verse, like I said, Jesus had laid out some very strong uh, indictments against the leaders of religious law. And now he sets himself up. In two days, he will be crucified. He will be handed over to be crucified. Verse 3, at the same time, the leading priests and elders were meeting um, at the residence of Caiaphas, the high priest, plotting how to capture Jesus secretly and kill him. But, but not during the Passover celebration. They agreed, or the people may riot. Meanwhile, Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon, a man who had previously had leprosy. While he was eating, a woman came with a beautiful alabaster jar of expensive perfume and poured it over his head. The disciples were indignant when they saw this. What a waste, they said. It could have been sold for a high price and the money could have been given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, replied, Why criticize this woman for doing such a good thing to me? You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. She has poured this perfume on me to prepare my body for burial. I tell you the truth, wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deeds will be remembered and discussed. Her deeds, giving her all, pouring it all out, an anointing on the Messiah, one that she didn't even know why. And apparently the disciples were unaware of the preparation for the arrest, trial, crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Matthew 26, 14. Then Judas Iscariot, one of the 12 disciples, went to the leading priest and asked, how much will you pay me? to betray Jesus to you. And they gave him 30 pieces of silver. 
From that time on, Judas began looking for an opportunity to betray Jesus. It's not like Judas hadn't been there the whole time when Jesus made it clear that he knew their thoughts. He knew the purpose of their hearts. But overwhelmed with hatred and greed and lust, Judas disregarded the fact that Jesus Christ knew already. On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus and said, where do you want us to prepare the Passover meal for you? As you go into the city, he told them, you will see a certain man. Tell him, the teacher needs, uh, my time has come. The teacher says, my time has come and I will eat the Passover meal with my disciples in your house. So the disciples did as Jesus told them and prepared the Passover meal there. When it was evening, Jesus sat down at the table with the 12. While they were eating, he said, I tell you the truth, one of you will betray me. Greatly distressed, each one asked the Lord in his own turn, am I the one Lord? He replied, one of you who has just eaten from this bowl with me will betray me. For the Son of Man must die, as the scriptures declared long ago. But how terrible it will be for the one who betrays him. It would be far better for that man if he had never been born. Verse 25. Judas, the one who would betray him, also asked, Rabbi, am I the one? And Jesus told him, you said it. And as they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. Then he broke it in pieces and he gave it to the disciples saying, take this and eat for this is my body. And he took the cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. And he gave it to them and he said, each of you drink from it for this is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. Mark my words, I will not drink wine again until the day I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Then they sang a hymn and went out to the Mount of Olives. On the way, Jesus told them, Tonight, all of you will desert me, for the scripture says, God will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. You'll find that in Zechariah 13, 7. But after I have been raised from the dead, I will go ahead of you in Galilee and meet you there. What striking words. Peter declared, even if everyone else deserts you, I will never desert you. And Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, Peter, this very night before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times that you even know me. No, Peter insisted, even if I have to die with you, I will never deny you. And all the other disciples vowed the same.
Matthew 26, 36. Then Jesus went with them to the olive grove called Gethsemane. And he said, sit here while I go over there to pray. And he took Peter and Zebedee's two sons, James and John, and he, began, he became anguished and distressed. And he told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He went on a little further and bowed with his face to the ground and began to pray, My Father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then he returned to the disciples and found them asleep. And he said to Peter, Couldn't you watch with me even one hour? Keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to the temptations for the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Then Jesus left them a second time to pray. My father, if this cup cannot be taken away, unless I drink it, your will be done. Then he returned to them again and found them sleeping for they couldn't keep their eyes open. So he went to pray a third time saying the same thing again. And he came to the disciples and he said, go ahead and sleep, have your rest. But look, the time has come. The son of man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Up, let's be going. Look, my betrayer is here. And even as Jesus said this, Judas, one of the 12, arrived with a crowd of men armed with swords and clubs. They had been sent by the leading priest and the elders of the people. The traitor Judas had given them a prearranged signal. I will greet him with a kiss. So Judas came straight to Jesus. Greetings, Rabbi, he exclaimed, and he gave him a kiss. Jesus said, my friend, go ahead and do what you have come to do. Then the others grabbed Jesus and arrested him. But one of the men with Jesus pulled out a sword and struck the high priest's slave, slashing off his ear. Put away your sword, Jesus told him. Those who use the sword will die by the sword. Don't you realize that I could ask my father for thousands of angels to protect us and he would send them instantly. But if I did, how would the scriptures be fulfilled that describe what must happen now? Then Jesus said to the crowd, am I some dangerous revolutionary that you come with swords and clubs to arrest me? Why didn't you arrest me in the temple? I was there teaching every day, but this is all happening to fulfill the word of the prophets as recorded in the scriptures. And at that point, all of the disciples deserted him and fled. Matthew 26, 57. 
Then the people who had arrested Jesus led him to the home of Caiaphas, the high priest, where the teachers of religious law and the elders had gathered. Meanwhile, Peter followed him at a distance and came to the high priest's courtyard. He went in and sat with the guards and waited to see how it would end. Inside, the leading priests and the entire high council were trying to find witnesses who would lie about Jesus so they could put him to death. But even though they found many who agreed to give false witness, they could not use anyone's testimony. Finally, two men came forward who declared, This man said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. Then the high priest stood up and said to Jesus, Well, aren't you going to answer these charges? What do you have to say for yourself? But Jesus remained silent. Then the high priest said to him, I demand in the name of the living God, tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. And Jesus replied, You have said it. And in the future you will see the Son of Man seated in a place of power at God's right hand and coming on the clouds of heaven. Well, then the high priest tore his clothing to show the horror of what was said. Blasphemy! Why do, you, why do we need other witnesses? You have all heard this blasphemy. What is your verdict? Guilty, they shouted. He deserves to die. Then they began to spit in Jesus' face and beat him with their fists. And some slapped him, jeering. Prophesy to us, you Messiah, who hit you this time? Mockery, disrespect, disregard. The devil undoubtedly has entered into the hearts and it has begun to express out of their words and their actions and their attitudes. Father, help us. Cleanse us. Purify us, Lord. Matthew 26, verse 69. Meanwhile, Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard. A servant girl came over and said to him, You were one of those with Jesus, the Galilean. But Peter denied it in front of everyone. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. Later, out by the gate, another servant girl noticed him and said to those standing around, This man was with Jesus of Nazareth. And again, Peter denied it, this time with an oath. He cursed. I don't even know the man, he said. A little later, some of the other bystanders came over to Peter and said, you must be one of them. We could tell by your Galilean accent. And Peter swore, A curse on me if I'm lying. I don't know this man. And immediately the rooster crowed. Suddenly, Jesus' words flashed through Peter's mind. Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times that you even know me. And Peter went away and wept bitterly. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the simple fact that 
if we curse you, if we deny you, like Peter. We know the rest of the story in Peter's life, that Father, you forgave him. And indeed, with the power of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, Peter became the true leader behind you, Father, of establishing the church. So, Father, I thank you for hope that is brought to us by your word. I love you, Lord, and I thank you for this wonderful day. In Jesus' name, amen.